citizens of the verse. Today is February 9th, 2952, and welcome to another episode of Citizen Cast. We're a weekly Star Citizen podcast here to discuss what's going on in the game and all of its fun development. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Way Too Geeky, and as you can tell by not hearing any background noise whatsoever, Chekhov is not with us today. Uh, neither is Seaguard. So I am joined by a guest host. He's been on the show before, but it's been a while. Welcome back, the purveyor of all things fine music related to podcasts and outside of it. Uh, welcome back, Admiral Cody. Wait, this isn't the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> no, we're not what? here to spread fake news. <laughs> you, oh, come on. That's the only reason I'm here. Only the space news. <laughs> Okay. Can we still talk about aliens and Bigfoot and creatine and kettlebell uh, exercises and as they relate to space, yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> um well thanks for coming back, Cody. It's been been a while, so I think it'd be good if you tell the citizens out there a little bit more about you. Uh yeah. Uh <laughs> I'm the citizen cast or used to be readcast composer. Um yeah, I've I've known everyone in this community for a while now. I think like since 2019. Yeah. Um honestly, my whole career the only reason I'm a composer now is because of the readcast um music. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I uh thank you guys for that. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we we appreciate the music and um, I've got nothing but great reviews from people on the update to the theme song. Uh, I think it's got like a bolder, um, more even even more hopeful sound. Oh wow! Um, so I think that's what I was uh, going for. I was trying to yeah make a more uplifting version. I felt like the the readcast theme was way too serious for the <laughs> for what we, <laughs> the context of the show. And uh, yeah, you, what yeah. do you mean? We're not a serious show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm going to play the game and maybe answer your question. <laughs> um, well, uh, it's been less of the week for people who are listening because we did record a while ago and Geeky got busy and couldn't upload things. But, um, uh, you know, I'm curious, Cody, what have you been up to this past week in the verse? Anything interesting? Uh, in the verse, the last thing I did was not even this week. I think it was two weeks ago. I uh, I got I I didn't play the medical update at all until two weeks ago, and so oh wow, yeah, I, I knew you'd taken a, a break, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's been months since I played, but um, I got in the verse, got tried to get into my sen, mm-hmm. and it was all screwed up. I don't know what was going on. Like I kept dying when I was trying to get into it. Oh wow! But I eventually, no I I go over to Hurston and I spawn it there, and it's it works just fine. And so I'm like, okay, what am I gonna do today? I get in it and I start flying around the savanna biomes, and I'm looking for the what's it called, the golden patambu fruits. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to gather as many as I can and just shove them all into my ship and my you know my inventory. And then. I kind of forgot that hydrogen fuel was a thing in the game. I thought it was just quantum fuel. I don't know why, how I forgot that. But yeah, I ended up running out of hydrogen fuel before I could, you know, jump out of there. And my ship oh, no. slowly falls to the ground and I'm 30 something kilometers away from any sort of civilization. And so. 
<laughs> I just gather all the Patabu fruit into my uh, Pembroke or my, whatever the suit is, the weather suit, and just start walking mm-hmm. towards the, <laughs> the nearest security station. And then my game crashes. And then and, you have no yeah. fruit. <laughs> yeah. Or, or me, you might. I don't actually know. I just uh, persist through that. Yeah, that was the last time I played. Wow. I <laughs> have I played. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember the last time I played. I think I think it was a few days ago. I didn't really do much, to be honest. I was hauling. Oh, yeah, we were trying to do Xeno threat the other day over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't working. Uh, of course. So I just did some hauling. And then uh, I think I was going to do a mission with the crew and it just crashed. And I was just like, I think this uh-huh. is the answer for me today. I think I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm out. <laughs> um, well, in, in Star Citizen news, at least. Uh, oh, yeah. We had some interesting info come through in our normal content dumps for the week. ISC gave us a semi-detailed look at refueling and the interface that will be used for refueling on the Starfarer. Essentially, um, it seems like they made it a little bit more robust than I was expecting, similar to what they've been saying about being in a polished state. But you'll be able to request service from a Starfarer. And um, the Starfarer sets the price of the fuel. They then um, uh, deduct the funds and put it in escrow. And then we'll start to transfer them over as the refueling is being completed. Uh, and then the Starfarer owner will also have a lot of control over what fuel they load into what tanks and on the, the ship. pressure of how fast you can shoot out the fuel. Yeah, I love the idea of just spraying like new players with fuel and then igniting it with an arc light pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have a that's feeling that bad. won't be tier one, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you can probably spray it though. They did show if you overfill a tank, it'll start to come out of the. Um, nozzle and you'll lose fuel for no reason that's so cool uh yeah i I mean it's good because it it means that it's it it seems more robust just like how medicine is a lot a little bit more robust than i think we anticipated it to be initially uh this seems a lot more robust as well which is cool starfare is going to be the next big multi-crew ship because when you're refueling someone you're going to want someone in the pilot seat just to make sure if something goes wrong you get out of there someone mm-hmm. in the turret top turret and then someone controlling the the fuel itself that's going to exactly. be awesome i can't wait for exactly. that exactly it should be pretty cool and, and not that far around the corner we I, I would imagine we'll be going into evo relatively soon yeah, maybe within the next three four weeks yeah all we need is like a vulcan or something now for repairing player repair yeah and then we can realistically live in our ships without yeah. you know going to a station yeah definitely and well that and and being able to carry fuel i mean food yeah 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 <laughs> um and then uh what was your favorite part oh oh sorry i didn't finish actually <laughs> i got ahead of myself they also had the new gravlev vehicle from consolidated consolidated outland uh, and talked about how it'll be pretty maneuverable. It doesn't have any weapons. It has some storage. Looks like it's going to be pretty fast. I think it looks kind of cool. Uh, what are your thoughts on on the new vehicle, Cody? Uh, I like the idea of a uh, like a gray cat buggy, but for Gravlev. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's you the, got it there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
because there's going to be some planets where traversing there's like no flat surface to traverse on so you need something that could hover above the terrain yeah that's a good starting point for like a newer player with like a what's it called like a nomad or something exactly well and and they did mention that they wanted to pair it with the nomad and i think what is cool about it is it seems like it's going to handle rocks that that was one of the big things that they mentioned is it would handle rocks a lot better oh yeah um any anything about isc that caught your eye besides obviously we talked a little bit more about the fueling in in the moment but anything anything you wanted to call out that we missed yeah um the jump point markers if you oh you look at isc and you pause it when they're uh, i think it's when they're trying to call someone for help or something for refueling if you pause it at the star map you'll see there's a jump point for like a from I think Hurston to Microtech or something, right? Or, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I Which guess they're leaks. testing out like direct warping from one side of the, you know, server to the other, to, just probably to see how that works. Which is really cool. Yeah, and and leaks definitely um, mentioned that that would potentially be a thing, and I could see that being a thing. I guess the question I have is, do we think there's going to be my hypothesis it, it my hypothesis is, is my hypothesis is that it won't just be testing jump points my i i don't know why i feel Ooh, this way but i feel almost hard. like yeah like yep. I, the jump point as the way to maneuver servers like to me that seems like a perfect way to test it if they have the ability to do so i don't know if they will but yeah We'll see. That makes sense. Well, we'll know with performance improvements, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, now, Star Citizen Live was all about Gen 12 and the Vulcan work that they're doing. Allie Brown was on there. Uh, it's a lot of content, and I tend not to like to try and overdo it. If you're super interested in that stuff, watch the episode. But a few things that he did mention, um, parts of the Gen 12 rendering and Vulcan work that they've been doing they're already being implemented into patches. So it's incremental. You know, they're not putting everything in one big mega patch. Um, They did mention that geometry shadows and effects needed to be um, brought over. Um, If you are running legacy hardware, I'm guessing mine counts as that. uh, Then you might not actually see any benefits from the gen 12 systems um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, while they, they work with newer uh, machines they don't necessarily work with something legacy uh yeah. new systems are being put in place to you know optimize scene rendering uh obviously still the more cores you have the better uh and they their plan is to continue to keep pace with the current hardware uh so you know while they won't necessarily drop support for legacy hardware um, they also don't want to ha- have their gra- graphics show any aging. Uh, so those are sort of the the takeaways I had. I didn't want to like over summarize uh, anything stand out to you, Cody, from the episode that I didn't cover. Uh, yeah, the, the <laughs> it was a, a backer question, which uh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was the response that Jared gave. That really, <laughs> I thought it was funny, but like really realistic where the player implied that there would be thousands or 
you know, yeah, like thousands of players in one area. And uh, I think the Twitch chat was like, what? Is, are you saying that there's going to be thousands of players? And then Jared kind of looked at the camera and said, hey, this is a backer question. We're not implying that there's going to be thousands of players in one area. This is the backer <laughs> question. And I, I really appreciated it. How it's like, come on, manage your expectations a little. I yeah. don't really see that a lot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, to me, at the skill at what they're trying to achieve, even if they did old old school like Star Star Wars Galaxies servers where it's more than just regional, um, that wouldn't bother me so much as long as I can play with the people I want to play with and it feels like an alive world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but I think given how big the verse is going to be, I don't think it's going to be that bad in terms of having player characters in all the, the there'll certainly be population centers where you see a lot of players encountering i can imagine soul and Terra and stanton being major places that people visit pyro will probably be the home base for plenty of pirates and then you have the sort of like disaffected sort of like commie style liberals who <laughs> will live in um levski and uh levski yeah exactly but for the most part, I don't see, I mean, maybe like there are some really cool systems out there that have unique habitats and unique look and feel. So I could be completely incorrect, but I think those are some of the systems you might encounter more player characters. You know, right now we have what, three, almost 4 million backers somewhere in between there. That's when you boil it down and break it up into regional servers. It's not that many people across a hundred yeah. systems. Well, that's the thing. Like, um, are we actually going to have 100 full fledged out systems or are some of the systems going to be more like, Oh, like, uh, say for like a, like an example, like a dungeon or something in like world of Warcraft, mm. or it's just more like a backdrop for like an instance that you go to, to complete like a, like a raid or a dungeon mission. I think I think they'll have full systems, but I think there's the hero systems like Stanton that are very fleshed out with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there's I think there's going to be systems that are practically full on procedural that, you know, there's two, two, three planets. It's inhospitable, but you probably can find a space station here or there or something interesting or maybe some kind of encounters uh, or you can research phenomena out there, but they're not going to be places people live in. They're not going to be where you're, you know, logging out every night necessarily. Yeah. They're the pass through systems and or like maybe you're mining in that system and then going to the system over to sell. Who knows? But I would imagine it's like the, the difference between a hero system and sort of an easy one because you look at the star map and and quickly you can find a lot of systems i wonder you know we've been talking a lot uh multiple times now about the the lack of lore makers guide uh-huh uh these days and how they they stopped filming episodes i wonder if it's because some of the systems are kind of barren <laughs> yeah i like realistically i don't think we'll have all 100 of those systems to explore even if 
you know, we get to like the very end of the game development or something. Yeah. I kind of think that some of them are going to be more like backdrops for specific dungeons or I I use the word dungeons, but yeah, I I mean like something you queue up for, you know, we need like a, like a light fighter, a medium fighter, a a support ship or something. Because if this is going for like an MMO kind of style, I think that stuff will probably be in it at some point. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, granted Stanton's not even fully fleshed out yet because there's a lot of things still missing. And I know that sounds kind of crazy because, but, but I think a lot of people forget that Stanton is one of the more, um, it's, it's one of the systems with the most landing zones. You know, I don't, I don't think there's as many landing zones. I would say, um, earth has three landing zones on earth alone. That's interesting. And I think mm-hmm. there's one on Mars. And is there one on Luna, the moon? I don't remember. Uh, it might be a military base. Yeah, I don't think it'll be anything huge. But either way, like that's probably one of the other closest. And I think Terra has a few in the system. There's a few other systems that have a few. But for the most part, Stanton's probably the biggest hero system which is mm-hmm. why they tackled it first and because it has the most diverse biomes compared to some of the other systems um so it's like i could imagine them like once they hit 10 systems that's a lot of systems you know yeah that's a um like you can fit the whole population of the you know backers into those systems and i think that would yeah. it would still feel me- pretty wide <laughs> Yeah, it makes me think of the the ring gates in the expanse and yeah, you know, yeah. like people discovering new planets. <laughs> I guess we'll <laughs> see how they how they roll it out cuz I feel like there's definitely going to be systems where they're like, "All right, this is going to be just a bunch of procedural missions and maybe a rest stop or two near the near the jump points." Yeah, um, I mean, I honestly I don't like this is me personally. I don't mind them kind of pulling back the scope a little bit because that seems so unrealistic to <laughs> like actually implement every single one of those systems. That yeah, would just take forever. They do. So they did side. seem like they got ahead of themselves a little bit there. Yeah, and like honestly, I none of that stuff was like you know, especially once they increased the scale of oh, you can actually go down onto the mm-hmm. planet and you know, circumnavigate it completely. It used to just be, oh, there was going to be a cutscene, and then you're in the little hub area of mm-hmm. the planet. So if they yeah. kind of pull it back and say, hey, we're going to have to do that for some of the systems. You don't actually fly around fully. It's more linear. I would forgive them for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And it, or find a mechanic to like restrict the area. Like yeah. I can see pyro being a vast system, but them still being like, well, but if you get near here, a solar flare is going to definitely decimate you. Oh yeah. Yeah. You got to have some kind of, you know, guide or <laughs> yeah. Boundaries in certain systems yeah. or else to kind of break the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, now I am excited. This week is going to be a ton of different, uh, insight. Cause ISC is going to be, my cats are trying to break into my room. Let them in. Oh no! Put they them on the mic. Here. No, they'll be no. our they'll be our uh, Chekhov and cigar stand. Be like, Gary, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that. And, uh, it's like speaking a Russian accent. Um, 
so <laughs> it'll be like, oh, oh, Russian cat. I see. My cat um, has vodka for some reason. <laughs> What's going on? Vodka. Uh, <laughs> ISC is a full sprint report. So those are always, I mean, the most substantive. Hopefully it's like a 15 minute episode too, but it's probably going to be like 10 to 12 minutes. Maybe. Eh. Whatever, I'll be happy no matter what. And they'll talk about essentially what what the team's been working on this year. And then Star Citizen Live is a fantastic Q&A, which should make Chekhov happy too, because the Q&As are better, uh, with the planetary content team. Uh, So if you haven't done so already, either submit your questions on Spectrum, although it's probably too late to get upvoted, or upvote your favorite questions um, so that they get asked. Um. So exciting stuff there. Um, now, a sensitive subject for most. Oh, yeah. Let's uh, I wanted to touch upon the roadmap <laughs> and or the response to fans and, um, and uh, you know, backers being a little bit disappointed. Well, a lot disappointed when things slip from the roadmap. So... Uh, I'm not going to read all this content because they have a ton of content uh, on the, on the roadmap. There's sort of a roundup, but essentially uh, they went into the reason they, they created the roadmap the way it is today, which was I think done right before 2020 or beginning of 2020 was to de-emphasize the release view, given that, that, the um, game development is dynamic and things shift and priorities change and dependencies create problems for things that we, we thought would be further along. And so in order to show us how that works out, we essentially got a Gantt chart called the progress tracker. And they wanted us to really focus on the progress tracker because the progress tracker is showing us Essentially, I'm guessing what's tied to their Jira or whatever their soft their software is in in within uh, CIG. Uh, however, they have decided to remove all um, quarters from the release view, with the exception of the next one coming up. So uh, right now, it's still through 3.18, but they are not going to update to 3.19 and anything beyond until it's the next patch. Uh, So, and I think fine, that makes sense because there are things that move so much, but, and even when it's the next patch, things move so much, but then um, I think what, what's really grinding some people's gears is they sort of made it sound as though because backers get disappointed and express said disappointment in very, um, sometimes vitriolic ways, sometimes in ways that, um, you know, sort of are outspoken. The development team also sort of gets bummed out and has an emphasis on getting things in the release view versus making it a very polished and good release. Uh, so they're trying to de-emphasize that even more. Drastic change as per usual, kind of like smack us in the face communication. What are your thoughts, Cody? (laughs) Uh, um, I mean, if I could remember the, the Reddit comment that I saw the first time they announced that they were going to, you know, make it a, 
like a quarterly update or a, what was it? Or they would have like a set time where they, they're working mm-hmm. on something and it's like, oh, it's going to be done, you know, in this patch. And that's. I remember seeing the, the comment. Who was it? I don't know. Someone said that it's no matter what, it's always going to disappoint the the backers. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if they get ninety nine percent of it done, it would still disappoint you know someone, and they'd yeah. be vocal about it. Um. So I'm actually I've actually had the opportunity to work on a game, and uh, I'm doing audio implementation. And it is a pain in the <laughs> in the ass. Like, mm-hmm. like I I sympathize with the the devs, but I really do understand where the backers are coming from and why they're so upset. Yeah, I don't think you should have a a a roadmap where it's you know it's uh, showing what day it's going to be done. It should be this is what we're working on now. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> there shouldn't be any expectation of when it's going to be released. Which it sounds like you're siding with CIG in this case, then. I I know. To a degree. Everyone that is, you know, flaming CIG on Spectrum and Reddit, they're totally in the rights, too. Just because it's been a decade and, you know, this game, the the scope increases and decreases all the time. It it just gets frustrating, you know, and watching Salty Mike and Noobifier, just everyone like even morphologists he everyone's yeah. frustrated <laughs> even more that's like and not to say he's a white knight either because mm-hmm. he's not i think he and he understands the design process quite a bit so yeah. like you know what granted a building is different than designing and, and developing a game but he understands how those types of timelines are and maybe maybe to a point where he's probably frustrated because you know, there's less experimentation when you're building a building. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think for me, I'm disappointed. Um, I'm always disappointed when they miss something in a release. But I'd rather know what they're shooting for and be disappointed than now it's like, well, now I don't know what they're shooting for. And I think in some ways... They're hurting themselves because the progress tracker doesn't show deadlines. It shows when something's ending, and we don't necessarily know if it's going to be picked it back up again. But mm-hmm. I think it's going to lead people to start to use the pro- progress tracker to evaluate deadlines. And yeah. I think the one thing that, well, not the one thing. The thing that Morphologist said, if if I'm not mistaken, I don't think it was Salty Mike because I don't know if I had the heart to watch Salty Mike because he's <laughs> oh, man. always angry. Lately, he's so much more angry. <laughs> he's real salty. And I, lo- I, I love his content and I usually like his answer to the call, but I just, mm-hmm. I can't, like, this is the one time he'll be totally justified in my mind of his salt without having to have any sense of how like any sense of like why why they might be doing it because it's just such a sideswipe and like i think the thing that morphologist said that was interesting is he said um uh you know oh no maybe this is salty mike i can't remember who said it you you might know based Mm -hmm. on what they said but essentially without having the release view 
we don't have anything to hold them accountable to anymore. Yeah, I think they both kind of touched on that. Yeah. And you know what? They mentioned it again. They mentioned it before, too. I think Salty Mike especially mentioned, you know, when we did the year without CitizenCon, um, they didn't have that rush to get something done to prove that they're making huge progress. And mm-hmm. so it might have stagnated development a little bit. Now, I think in hindsight, we know they have been really, really focused on backend stuff and a lot of core technology. And yeah. I mean, you look, they said Pyro is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. They're, They're already on the midway next. through Nix. Yeah. So when server meshing is in its first implementation, so long as it's working properly, we'll see that stuff come out and maybe more. And granted, I don't think they'll release it all in one patch because that seems like it'll probably damage things. But, you know, it means we'll get big content drops for almost every quarter, hopefully. Um, I think the focus on the gameplay stuff that's coming up is even more important Mm -hmm. um, than that. Like this refueling mechanic, you know, salvage coming in 318. If so... If I could say one thing to CIG, if you, if anyone's listening, just don't let salvage slip. You've done it so yeah. many times. And after, I feel after like this, this shift, is the last time, like if they don't yeah, get like, it out, I, th- <laughs> I think you will lose players. I think mm-hmm. you will lose or at least lose the attention of people who are solid backers. Um, literally the only reason I haven't, I, I've even been waning compared to, you know, prior to the new year. Because I just, I'm like, uh, it doesn't feel like there's much for me to do. It's, you know, maybe with the group, but besides that, and even then I still find myself doing the same thing and I don't know why I even do it. Um, I love the game still, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Question for you. And some people mm-hmm. have set, stated this as well. And I was thinking it too. Do you think this is to reduce negativity before making the big push to get squadron 42 out uh wait so you're is that like saying they're trying to not have any attention focused on (laughs) their uh their slow progress of star citizen specifically yeah, I guess I guess so. Or or more so like do you think they're trying to give less ammunition? Granted, it, the the fuel for the fire is on right now. But do you think now do you think this is the road to seeing Squadron 42 actually be completed? Mm. Uh it's it's hard to say. I mean, I Yeah. Hmm. I'm just just thinking about how because okay, I get why CIG said that it's very discouraging to Mm. the developers, you know, with all the negativity around their you know the shortcomings of the roadmap. I mean, I I read all the emails weekly of the Squadron Forty Two progress, and Mm. I think we still got a ways to go. Yeah. Like they're, they're I, they probably I have a lot of bottlenecked things they're working on with that too, like separate from uh you know, Star Citizen, like, oh, we gotta get a whole system running on someone's computer properly. 
Yeah. Think, well, like and a they, person's they even the said, server. didn't they even say that server meshing was actually required for squadron as well? Uh, it, or am I thinking object container streaming? Object container streaming for sure, but hmm. I don't think server meshing. For some reason, I, I it's sticking in the back of my head that they said it was needed, unless but I could unless be wrong. they are actually planning on making Squadron Forty Two co op like they said originally. <laughs> um, which I would imagine they will. It probably the question is, will it be with release? Um, no, you know what's also funny is like, and yet we still have no no mention in a while now of Theaters of War. Hmm. Yeah, I was honestly really skeptical when they first announced it. Because uh, yeah. the guy in his, I can't remember, what was his name? The guy that's leading that that team. That's Sean. Sean Tracy. Um, yeah, I was going to say Sean Spicer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean Spicer. <laughs> yeah. <You see? laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that that whole thing was a, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to be too cynical about it. I'm sure there's a, there's like an actual effort to get that out, but it seemed like yeah. it was more posturing of like, hey, look, look at me and my team. Any company out there want to want to hire any of us on oh, on board? I mean, I, a... That's pretty controversial. I, I shouldn't say that, but it's not a bad point though. I I I'll say this. I think probably. My guess is they're just trying to make it a good experience and yeah, it probably yeah. won't come out until server meshing is out. Mm-hmm. It probably won't come out until like 4.0 or close to it. And then at least hopefully the network code is a lot cleaner um, yeah. or I guess more optimized. I shouldn't say cleaner. I don't know how clean the code is. I'm assuming people are coding cleanly. Yeah. When you're um, making an experience optimized. like that, like some things like tick rate, that's super important. And so you have to yeah. get your servers like 100% well, for that to work. Especially since they're trying to use it as a test bed for balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I did want to comment a little bit about the changes to the roadmap uh, outside of obviously the big devastating WTF. Um, so on release view, you know, <laughs> uh, they uh, mentioned how, you know, they 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 went back to saying uh, the core gameplay pillar has moved their focus exclusively to Squadron 42. Um, we know we know it's probably the road to Squadron. It's probably not as short as we hope it would be. Um, but they said features developed by the team is going to is going to be inter- integrated into Squadron first and then move over to the PU. Um, and the reason why is because squadron will benefit from the resources, uh, and dedicated focus and the PU will see those features come in line, come online in a much more polished state, uh, as, uh, the process of migrating those features into the PU is finalized. Uh, they decided to remove the following, uh, while their PU implementation is being evaluated player interaction experience. And I believe that's the one where it's more like a a tutorial for new players. Uh, FPS radar and scanning. Fine, whatever. Hacking tech. 
that's the big bummer for me. Uh, yeah. EVA tier two, not necessarily a big bummer. And then zero G push and pull. Um, so, you know, a little bit, bit of a bummer. And then they also mentioned key deliverables on release view that are dependent on persistent streaming. Um, and while the, the, like a lot of progress, I don't know why I'm like, I could literally, I'm reading it anyway. So I'm like, while great progress is being made on this tech, the required completion of it puts a few features at risk. So they're not sure they're going to complete it. And even if they do, they probably won't have the features fleshed out yet. Um, so therefore the following cards are being removed temporarily, persistent hangers and the hanger management app. And then last but not least, additional features have been identified as needing additional polish before they're released into the PU. So the, the following cards are removed temporarily um, because they haven't been able to confirm when they're going to release them. Um, the Miss Call C, uh, MPC Taxi Mission Tier 0, and Pirate Swarm slash Vandal Swarm Improvements. Uh, before getting into the additions, uh, how do you feel about those subtractions, Cody? Anything bumming you out the most or a few mm. things? I want I want more scanning related features. I know that's weird, but yeah, I feel like um, a way they could. I, I don't know how they're going to implement salvaging like with Rex or something like that, but mm -hmm. I feel like they could give exploration players a little bit of gameplay by um having salvage wrecks be found with like a like those sensors on the front of like a 315 or mm. uh, a reliance and that's probably just me being biased because that's the only ship i really <laughs> use but <laughs> you have, have... reliance sen <laughs> yeah um until the endeavor's out. Yeah, and I'm going to throw that little moth away. I don't care about that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like the the idea of selling a a beacon mark or like grid coordinates. Yeah. Is uh, that could, that yeah. could change things. It's like, oh, I found 100%. a wreck. I randomly generated wreck out here in the Aaron Halo belt. Uh, this this beacon is for 500 AUC whoever wants it it's a caterpillar wreck you know yeah. <laughs> it's like details like that even, you can just sell even the ships with better scanners just to be able to either filter what they're scanning for or get information about something at a longer range like you yeah. want to help exploration uh, an exploration ship finding um high resource high value resources in asteroids at a greater distance mm -hmm. which shouldn't in in my mind i should say in theory because that used to be my little catchphrase and i haven't said it in a while in theory uh in theory i was like if we ever make t-shirts i'm gonna have in theory on on mine uh yeah. mine will be uh uh, <laughs> uh that's all of us <laughs> uh <laughs> and, and check off will be what what was the question? And then a bunch of clicking <laughs> noises. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I think that that would be great. Like some, anything that's sort of like exploration focused would be great. Um, yeah. I'm disappointed. Well, I'm not 
I'm disappointed about the persistent hangers, but I'm also was sitting there and I'm like, these feel like they're coming too soon. The changes to personal inventory were radical enough for a lot of people. And I don't know if persistent hangers are just going to make it even more complex. So I'm okay with it. Um, but you know, who knows? Uh, they did add a card, <laughs> a single card to the 317. Yeah. Yeah, the coffee shop vendor. Oh, yeah. Because the bartenders are doing their jobs. Yeah, after like 20 minutes of standing there. Yeah, with a dead stare at your face. Uh, Area Area 18 is getting a new interactable coffee shop. The AI will interact with three new usables. Hot drink dispenser. Ooh, soft drink dispenser. Ah, and a drinks fridge. Wowie. Um, to serve the player with a bites? variety of new drinks. Oh my god, do they have sous vide egg bites? Oh man, I like Starbucks egg bites a lot. Yeah, I get uh, actually, I get this uh, meal service that um, it's not a meal service, it's like a food delivery service, but they give you meals. It's called Hungry Root. It's kind of mm. awesome. Uh, if you guys want to sponsor us, um, yeah, but they have they almost always send me every week sous vide egg bites and they're delicious. <laughs> Yeah, uh, can we just turn this into an egg bites podcast? Can we just stop Eat the warm here? egg bites? <laughs> yes, talking about Star Citizen. Yes, this is egg bite talk with Kiki and Cody. Yeah, special um, guest I'm Joe sure Rogan Hamar will like that. Hamar will really love that one. He he thinks my 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 uh. Why can I remember the phrase ASMR? Uh, hey, thank you. ASMR is. Uh, trying to alienate people who have are hard of hearing. <laughs> yeah, we just lost half Which, the viewership. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, well, the listenership over a certain age, you know. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty evenly split amongst men. <laughs> uh. So uh, on the progress tracker, however, there have been some updates. Um, <laughs> Uh, the majority of the downstream schedule through Q1 2022 with the remaining. See, I'm still stuck in 2020. Yeah. Uh, oh, so sorry. I missed a whole section of text that would help you understand what I'm talking about. They're updating a majority of downstream schedule through Q1 of 2022 with the remaining teams to follow in an upcoming publish. Maybe one that won't rock our worlds. Um, but the following deliverables have been added to the progress tracker. The Argo SRV, building, implementing, and balancing Argo's tugboat, the SRV, as a game-ready vehicle. This deliverable is being added to the EU vehicle content team schedule. Woohoo! Also interesting, and people are really hoping this is not just in Squadron, but Grey Cat Industrial Sidus, Sidness, Sidness. I always want to say Sindus. Sidness Mining Droid, building, implementing, and balancing Grey Cat's mining platform, the Sidness, as a game-ready vehicle. This deliverable is being added to the Squadron 42 art team's schedule. They've also added a hospital surgeon, um, who essentially, I guess, look like surgeons. I don't know if they do anything, but they have an outfit. 
uh, a military multi-tool for Squadron 42 campaign. They have the AI arcade machine, AI behavior, where the AI will play multiple rounds on an arcade machine with varied emotional results, depending on if they win or lose. Cool. I mean, it will make it'll make bars more engaging, and it's probably for Squadron anyway, because they have them on the Javelin. Uh, AI usable system version two. Improve the implementation of the existing usable system to optimize memory usage and improve the performance when querying usable data at runtime. Then there's modular shaders. Updated the existing shader system and its workflows to allow for the implementation of support for basic modularity, whatever that means. Server streaming. Changes the implementation of server object container streaming to be driven from the network code's replication layer backed by entity graft for persistent storage. Uh, okay. Uh, um, sounds good. Uh, DGS crash recovery. When a dedicated game server crashes, the system will spin up a replacement dedicated game server and restore its state from the replication layer. This is great. Like That's exciting. Yeah. It's sort of like taking what we're already experiencing and not making us have to log back in again. Um, Long-term persistence. Changes to long-term persistence that support the new inventory and shard database. LTP, long-term persistence, I guess, functionality will stay the same, but the system will read-write the data from the new entity graph database. Uh, wheeled vehicle physics improvements. Thank goodness. Improving physics for ground vehicles by taking the stat uh, by taking static environment and collisions into account during network prediction and synchronization. Uh, look IK architecture refactor. Uh, update the existing look IK system to remap I trajectory to use I expressions that are defined in rig logic. Uh, let's see. Then we have no got... idea what that means. Uh, so IK, do you know what IK is? No. <laughs> oh, is okay. It? So it refers to almost any time the game has to take a movement that's procedural and make it look natural. So for instance, instead of making your hand automatically sticky to a joystick and stretch or something, it looks like it, it essentially it's a way to create animations that you didn't actually use a rig to create. Oh, it's like blends it. That looks natural. So, yeah. It's the blend okay. between two different states of something. So oh, cool. that's, that's sort of what it is. I forgot what IK stands for, but it's something yeah. I'm guessing something like, like I can't even think of the word Kenya. I don't even know. I'm not going to try and guess it's IK. There we go. Ick. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. the following deliverable, uh, it says deliverable, but it's deliverables previously removed are now returning to the progress tracker. Um, wait, yeah. no, just just one's added, one's being removed. Oh, uh, okay. So, Bounty Hunter version two, enabling players to track criminals via a Moby Glass security app. Linked to distress beacons, comrades, air traffic control systems, cameras, and NPC informants. This will rely on various new back-end tech, including virtual AI, the NPC scheduler, 
and security service. That's being returned to the USPU gameplay feature team schedule. Exciting. Uh, and then for some reason, they didn't say this is removed, but then you read it and it's like, oh, no, this is removed. It says persistent habs due to the aforementioned dependency on persistent streaming. And in order to give additional priority to priority to persistent hangers, this deliverable is temporarily being removed from the progress tracker. Um, so that's sort of the changes. Any any changes here actually excite you? The additions on the progress tracker? Granted, we don't know when they're ever going to come in. Uh, hmm. I, uh, I I sound like such a Star Citizen hater, and I love this project and the community, but <laughs> I I rarely get excited anymore. Yeah, because I, I You're know cautiously like, optimistic. Yeah, I, I know it's like something's going to happen toward. Like more than half that stuff's gonna have to get taken off. Priorities change so often. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm rooting for them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't think of one thing in particular that really excites I, me. All of that sounds good. Yeah, it all sounds good. I think for me, the, the two things come up for me is one, just the addition of things that just scream more and more of that living breathing world that doesn't go away like anything around persistence and server streaming and and even the crash recovery those are interesting and I'm just excited for when they're in the game whenever they happen to be but I think actually the thing I'm most excited about is not necessarily that something was added to the progress tracker but that it reminded me of the complexity of what they're looking for and that's the bounty hunter v2 yeah. we're talking about sort of the amount of things that will help you and also potentially hinder you from finding a character. And I'm hoping when they do implement bounty hunter V2, it could be in space. It could be on, on ground. Yeah. Hopefully that's they'll, the one they'll also have gameplay. That's the one gameplay loop. We could, I feel like they could put a nail in the coffin like sooner than anything yeah. else. Cause what? Like, yeah. Once you get all the mechanics in place, then all they'd have to do is like what implement like a taser or handcuffs and make yeah. the the and we already know those are on the way. Yeah, and once that's done, we're we're good. Yeah, like reputation maybe so. ties into that. Oh, a hundred percent because the or, yeah yeah it's right like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and even with the bounty hunter guild, um. And I'm sure there'll be local versions of that and and different system versions of that. That's like the closest, the closest loop to completion, like further on than mining or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like because once they implement this, yeah, what else is there? It's pretty much either kill them or capture them. So maybe they have to implement some other capture mechanics or something. But even if it's just kill at this point, then it would still be the most fleshed out and probably not going to change as much. Um, you know, it just it, this just made me think of, though, remember that crazy bounty hunter armor that they previewed, what, years ago now? <laughs> oh, the one with, like, the two faces? Yeah. What I happened that with one. that? Huh? I want more weird stuff in Star Citizen. Like, yeah, just I like silly, weird things. <laughs> Well, that's why it's so funny because people are like, you know, you hear people go, 
the gameplay mechanics aren't done yet. Why are you adding more armor? Why are you adding more ships? Artists gotta have something it's to like, do, man. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, like, what do you expect? Like, they're not the ones working on the features. And also, if you want a really diverse, exciting, engaging, highly customized world that people thrive in and it feels like a real environment that you could actually be in, they got to keep adding new armor sets and new guns and new things to change things up every single patch so that, you know, no one looks, no one quite necessarily looks the same or, you know, there's mm-hmm. less people looking the same. Um, especially since as we start to get more systems, there are certain things you're not going to be able to buy in every system. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Um, well, let's put that nightmare to bed. it's kind of ironic the nightmare to bed Mm. and move on to tips and tricks uh cody any tips or tricks that you have i know you haven't been playing it for a while and didn't play too much when you uh started up again but anything come to mind as salient or interesting uh i guess the most important tip for um (laughs) For people on Spectrum and Reddit that are typing in all caps is manage your expectations a little. Yeah. And uh, I don't, agree. Don't rage at devs in particular. They're trying their best. Yeah. Uh, not to say They're that you not can't the ones be angry control. and you can't express your anger. And you're in, like, it's not even impatience at this point. We've been we've been patient long enough. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But um. This this project is, I feel like it's in a it's in a stage where it's still trying to figure out what it wants to be, which is really sad. You know, just just think about mm-hmm. how um, we still don't even have like a a flight model, like a a solid flight model for atmosphere or space combat, I and mean, that would probably would have been the first thing that Chris Roberts would have wanted to you know figure out. But then the scope of the project changed, and all these other things. You know, it became way more simulator. And uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a game for uh, retirement at this point. Yeah, it so, it's an interesting sadly. thing. <laughs> I, know, I know people, <laughs> a lot of people didn't back for that. Uh, I in particular wanted it to be more of a wing commander game. But um, yeah, yeah. It's I an mean, anomaly. <laughs> I'm happy with what they're trying to accomplish. Obviously I get super excited because I'm like, I'm at the stage now in my life where I want to play games like this. Do I know that I'll always be that way? I mean, I'll always be that way. Let's face it. But will I have time to dedicate to it? You know, I, I struggle with time to dedicate to the game now and I've already invested way too much money into it. Like, what do I do if like, or I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and never get to play the game, you know? So yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a weird feeling to be like, I'm so mentally, I mean, I record a weekly podcast about this thing. Um, usually, <laughs> uh, and it's just weird to think that like it has this so, so much emotional and mental investment and there's really no end in sight. I think the the exciting thing is 
it definitely feels like over the next couple of years, there might not be an end in sight, but there'll be, and I think the experience will continue to get more fun and more fun. Yeah. Um, at this point, I don't think the, that we're ever going to reach an end point. Yeah. I mean, they're going to continue to develop even after quote unquote, like the MVP is done. Yeah. I don't know why I quote unquote that, that that's exactly what it is. The MVP. <laughs> uh, I agree with you, Cody product. though. It's like, don't. And also like, yes, be upset, but just get over it. I know that sounds yeah. so we, easy. We all, when we backed this game, we, basically threw money away and you have to look at yeah. any any time you you invest in a kickstarter or something like that your money's gone like don't don't hold on to that only invest what you're willing to throw away <laughs> i guess yeah yeah and you know the game will come out and i hope it comes out i hope the game gets more well-rounded sooner rather than later I'm very cautiously optimistic at this point. We've seen, I mean, you only need look at 3.0 as an example and how long it took. It was mm -hmm. late by a, a year, year. Yep. And we no got updates. zero patches in between. Like, yeah. you know, this is, this is progress compared to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even if it's Huge just like progress. one or two small little things added to the game every three months you know yeah that's better than what we yeah. used to get and the fact that we're you know the subscriber uh services are getting updated every month with like a cosmetic it's still being worked on you know there's still funds left to continue building yeah. the game and honestly there's so many so many whales i love I, any whales listening i like thank you guys you're probably the only reason why this project is still going <laughs> oh but, uh, my god um including one of my co-hosts <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i feel whales is um, too like derogatory of a term but you, you guys are yeah. investors at this point you're yeah yeah seriously they should have a seat on the board but you yeah. know what that wouldn't be good because uh people who want a video game to come out would uh you know not necessarily make decisions based on the best possible mm. rationale <laughs> um so we got some submissions for some tips and tricks and i hope i'm not repeating any from last week but i accidentally deleted my script uh before adding in the new things i usually like go oh this is the last one but i deleted them and went i don't know what the last one is um but mark three generic said i think this might be a repeat the rocks under the new Caterpillar derelicts do a much better job at preventing ship ships from glitching through a planet upon logging after a bed log. So if you can and want to log out in a bed, do it at one of the new derelicts. Actually, I don't think that is a repeat. repeat. Uh, Boris Kraken says, you can take the boxes out of the new wrecks and put them on your ship. They will only last as long as the server. They hold as much as a large box. Also, uh, also, if open, they clip through surfaces. If closed, they do not. Uh, Tavo says, the Avenger can hold 10 Grey Cat Class 2 backpacks. Excellent for holding all of your hand mineables and harvestables. 
load them into your vehicle storage before leaving the hangar. Huh. Um, <laughs> Snorkel informed us, or take that same Avenger with the backpacks in it, self-destruct the ship, and now you have a portable storage container that can fit more than you need. Go ahead and put that container into the back of a newly spawned Avenger, and you're good to go. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. That's a thing. It's oh. such a snorkel response, though. Yeah. Um, gothic. So you can turn them into yeah. uh, Martyr Yoshaka boxes and just keep growing them in size exponentially, question mark. Uh, and then Tavo said, my way doesn't interfere with storage, e.g. gray cat buggy or other items. Uh, Nick Norell says the wreck box, the one you get by blowing up a ship has a tendency to vanish when you log out. Good idea to empty it out first. So those are all the tips and tricks. Uh, As always, I don't have one because I don't know, I guess I'm just not helpful. Uh, So I apologize listeners. It's not my skill set. Next up is everyone's favorite segment um and i have a funny feeling did anyone prepare anything there's just the two of us i just want to play the theme music let's face it hey bye cody (laughs) hey guys it's uh Um, yeah i was expecting the the track to (laughs) loop Oh, yeah, I know. It, it actually turned off this time. I don't know huh. what it is. I think I'm um, trying to watch its behavior because I'm here. It knows I'll... I'll uh... <laughs> You'll clip it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave the first version a snip. Yeah. They don't want to be snipped no more. Yeah, you'll be um, one drum snare. And that's it. One little... <laughs> boom. That's it. That's the song. <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh I don't have anything for science. Uh, Cody, did you do anything for science? Um, I I experienced a lot of game dev over the past couple of weeks, <laughs> and um, you would you would be surprised how difficult it is to get audio to loop seamlessly on Unreal Engine Four. Mm-hmm. That's it. I can imagine. <laughs> That's my science. It's not Star Citizen science, but hopefully <laughs> game dev related. I, I could imagine. And uh, one other thing you may want to talk about was your your crisis of conscience or your dilemma. There was an episode uh, two weeks back, I believe it was, where, um, or was it the last episode? Uh, no, the last one was with uh, Canuck, right? Yeah, the one with Gothic. Uh, unfortunately, I uploaded it without. I was in a rush because people give me ish when I um, when I don't upload it on a regular schedule, and um, you know because I and I prefer to upload on a regular schedule. So I'm I'm actually just teasing people, Badger. Um, but. Uh, you know, I uploaded it and didn't listen to it like a dum dum. Or I listened to it to make sure nothing was off. But then all of a sudden, apparently Gothic, for some reason, his recording didn't technically start at the same time. And so when I ran it through 
the app that I use has an automated post-production that's supposed to limit some background noises, although clearly it doesn't eliminate all of them. Check off. Um, and uh, so people were comp- like letting me know, but it happened pretty quickly that I found out. So I pulled it down and I was like, Cody, can you help? Or no, Cody, you actually, you actually told me about it. Yeah. And you were like, Hey, um, I can help you. Yeah. 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 Someone else brought it up and I'm like, okay, I see what's going on here. (laughs) What was your, what could you tell the listeners about your little crisis? Yeah. That you um, encountered. (laughs) I, I couldn't find it in my heart to delete the, the checkoff noise. <laughs> I, I kept going back and forth. Like, should I delete his joystick and clicking noises and his chair squeaking noises? Or should I keep it in? Cause it's part of the show. <laughs> it's part of the, it's part of the comedy of, you know, just check off. <laughs> uh, so uh, I did keep a, a majority of the noise in, but only got rid of the noise <laughs> when it um, obstructed other people talking. <laughs> I, I actually have a, a plug-in um, profile or um, what's it called? A, a template specifically for Chekhov's voice in case I ever have to <laughs> do this again in the future. I could just throw that. Oh, really? Up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I have like a DS or I have like a certain frequency. I I went through and checked what frequencies the chair squeaks and what frequencies the, the joystick noises are on. And I kind of lowered them a little bit and on, a, on an EQ. Mm-hmm. so yeah i have like a bunch of plugins for that just in case i have to edit the podcast again yeah that's it that's probably not interesting for anyone that's not <laughs> you know? i mean i think it's funny um and you know uh, it is our charm but i think what's so funny is my reaction was oh i want to try and be a little bit more a little more professional you know i'm never going to make it a professional podcast just because like i if I had the time to, I, I would, but I don't have the time to make it super professional. And I think it's kind of fun that we're a little, a little bit of a hot mess sometimes, you know, how many podcasts ago was it? I was, I definitely got lit through the middle of it. I don't remember some of the things we talked about on the podcast. I was like, Oh my God, I blacked out in the podcast. Who was that guy? Did I ask these questions? (laughs) I'm like, uh Oh, you know, so there's some charm there. Today, I only had one gin and tonic, so, you know, yeah, we're on a good a, path. Yeah, I had a Celsius energy drink, and I'm at Ooh. the tail end of a, a caffeine crash. Oh, my goodness. I could If I took an energy drink now, I wouldn't sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes you got you to gotta stay awake. Yeah. Well, what time zone are you in, Cody? You're oh, West Coast. Coast. Yeah, it's a yeah. 7 o'clock here now. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's so let's talk about Star here. Citizen again. Let's stop talking about me. I'm boring. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Well, oh, oh, hey, don't talk about me. This uh, is supposed to be the science. <laughs> well, we have none. So uh, no one submitted anything this past week. So we're a little bit out of out of luck here. But a ton of people submitted answers to Seagard's question, which was a great one. So his question of the week was, given the current state of multiplayer, how useful do you think AI crew will be? Do you see yourself playing more solo with AI or more multiplayer with real crew? Um, now, JD Boone said, uh, since they're on duty 24-7, it could be very convenient. Uh, Carlos J. Hammonds said, 
solo with AI since most of my friends stopped playing consistently. Join Parlor House, yeah, Carlos. Gonna be, <laughs> yeah, there's lots of guys wanting to play. Yeah, uh, Ursakin said, given the option, I would fly solo. Given another option, I'd like to teleport a canister of bees into the cockpit of any aggressive vessels. Wow. Wow, Ursa. Good idea. <laughs> Don't think that's on the roadmap, but you never know. Uh, it's going to be now. Jared sees this. Yeah, watch out. Here comes Jared. Yeah. Uh, Gothic said, I would use AI to help with the turrets for bounty hunting, although in its present state they aren't really needed. Now if I could... Uh, have a co-pilot or something that I could keep on payroll, which could get one of my ships and come pick up, pick my stranded ass up. That would be something I would use. I still prefer playing with friends though. Um, Skeletor 202 says, depends on the situation. If my crew can do the job better, I'll use them. If AI can do the job better, then I'll just use them instead. I have a feeling that I'll be able to you. I'll be using a mix and match in different ships for specific roles, especially if my human crew doesn't want to do a role. I can fill it with an AI if needed. Uh, Boris Kraken says, from memory, the level of confidence was, or competence was from lowest to highest uh, as follows. Computer Blade, Hired NPC, NPC from Purchase, uh, AKA uh, another game account gets you an NPC um, <laughs> that you can use and then player. Hopefully uh, there was also the bonus of the agent smithing where a friend in another place could take over one of your NPCs to join your crew without having to be there. Some ships like my privateer are meant to have NPC shopkeepers, but see what happens with selling, uh, but see what happens with selling to shops and the BMM. Uh, yeah, I guess we, sh we shall see. And that's a good point, uh, Boris. Are you losing my mind? Said multiplayer with real crew would definitely be the way to go. I don't think AI will be all that great. And a bladed turret doesn't carry Hamazol. Undead Parrot said, I hope that the AI will be useful with pve but not necessarily in pvp perhaps manning a turret loading cargo etc in different game gameplay loops uh, i also wonder uh, you know what i'll talk about this at the end uh nick norell said whatever is available sadly i expect to want to play frequently when few players are available pain they said damn ia and posted a picture of Someone from South Park saying they took our jobs. Uh, Skyguard one said, I believe all depends on the economics, which costs less time slash resources. The one with the best price will win. Mr. Mystery said both. I like cake and eating it too. a squad of pilot flown super hornets with NPCs in the second seat or a pack of cuddies swarming on a location with NPC man turrets. Heck, even NPCs manning the turrets in the Carrick, while the PC away team is landed. So you have some sort of passive defense. Maybe leave a single player on board in case you need to do something important. But I don't want to babysit the command ship while everyone else goes off in the rover. 
uh, you, Admiral Cody, stated, (laughs) I think AI will be more useful and popular for players in PvE content. If you're in a small group of close friends, two to three people, and you want to take on a Vanduul driller, a few AI aboard your Corvette will probably make a big difference. Agreed. Um... Earth stated, I think AI crew will be useful, but expensive, at least more so than hiring other players. So it encourages the multi-crew experience. For me, if I'm solo, then I'm probably staying solo without NPC assistance. I'd much prefer to have a real crew or better yet, be a crew member like drone operator on a reclaimer. Yeah, that's that's actually... That, that hits the nail on the head. Uh, CIG is going to yeah. want to push the player interaction more, and they're going to do that. And you know, when it comes to any any kind of content, I think yeah. the AI is mostly just going to be there to, you know, just pat out. Oh, you need like someone in the engineer bay, so an NPC will just kind of be in there and making sure everything's good. Maybe doing a little bit of internal repairs. That's about. I yeah. don't think they're going to be too complex. Yeah. Who, who knows, but I agree. Um, I definitely agree with you there. I, I can't see them being much more complex than that. Maybe maybe more complex than we think, but not as complex as we hope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, strike a, that which, you know what? That's that's probably a statement that we should think about in relationship to the game overall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Strikeout Actual says, choice number one would always be having players multi-crew AI being about 60% as effective as human player would be used if players aren't available. Nick Norell responded, I completely agree. That said, I expect to need NPCs due to inefficient, insufficient player presence, at least until server caps go up a lot. Um, Tauvo said, I see myself during the week playing solo with an AI character with me. For example, Cutlass Black with a gunner, or perhaps an MSR with two gunners. If you buy two or three starter packs, this is easily done with no cost in game, other than maybe paying a slight fee. On weekends, playing with more folks if they're available. However, that that will of course take organization, and we have no idea what the future tools, uh, what the future tools we will have for that will be. Um, good point, Tavo, and and, and yeah. I think that's there's. I think there's two critical things too. One is how will it having an NPC crew is going to require either a sophisticated way to provide commands so that you're not essentially just trying to like what you don't want to be as a micromanager um, because then that loses the value of the NPC crew. Um, what if it's a relatively small ship and you're the one who's the captain and you're also piloting it? How do you give the NPC instructions? Well, if it's a gunner, you just pin targets. But if it's not a gunner and there's an engineer and maybe it's a slightly bigger ship like a Connie or something, what are you going to do? You just set the engineer to have a route and how do you do that? And you know, what do you do with on-the-fly commands? Those are going to be really important in order to make to to create a viable NPC crew experience. Yeah, um, I personally think it'll probably be a combination. I feel like NPCs will end up being placeholders for for people who you want to bring on board as friends via the agent smithing. 
I could see very viably a whole org pretty much sending like our org sending um, characters out with only one actual player character on it and a bunch of NPCs. But when people are on board, they're sort of like, uh, you know, smithing into the NPCs, So everyone's on board. Um, I don't know. It yeah. also depends on if that agent Smith thing actually happens. I don't think that's uh, going to happen. That yeah, seems it's uh, something that they mentioned. Yeah, I, I honestly could do without that. <laughs> it's weird because it's weird because I, in some ways I get it because what you're saying is there's still the NPC character, but now pl- a player is controlling it. Um, and it makes sense in the in the from the standpoint of. If you don't always have the same crew, it could be hard on long duration voyages having a crew like if you have a crew of six people on a Carrick and everyone logs off and you log on the next day and no one else does, then you're SOL. Unless their characters become NPCs. Yeah, isn't that a thing where they said um, if you try logging out, your character will somehow turn into an NPC and try to find the nearest bed and sleep. <laughs> or oh, something did like they that. say that? I, they have said could stuff be wrong. like that. Uh, no, they have said stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why the, the whole um, minimum or maximum crew thing is important because however many beds are on a ship will determine, you know, if you're going to be able to come back when you log back on. Yeah, because you're your um, character rig won't go away. It'll stay in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, like rust. Uh, I don't know if you played rust or any other I, survival games, or you actually have to go I to haven't. sleep in a bed and that's how you log out, but your character is still there on the server. So anyone could just break into your house and kill you <laughs> and break your oh, bed. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's awful. immersive and cool. <laughs> yeah. But Wow, interesting. Um, that brings us to our question and answer segment. Um, thanks, everyone, for submitting your responses, by the way. Oh, the one other thing I did want to say. Um, what might be interesting is to have NPC crew or NPC, hired NPC help that maybe is at your landing zones taking care of things. Yeah. And, and like, it are there when you're going like say you have a refinery on on planet side or or on a moon or something they're moving all the materials along so that you come by and pick it up and they help you load the ship like that would be awesome and And i'm sure that'll be a thing having a persistent hanger um exactly oh you have like your friendly like a unloader or like your someone uh there to wash your ship while you're offline. <laughs> you can hire people exactly. like that. Exactly. Um, so with some of the questions this week, first and foremost, I invite AKA Sneeland. He asked this two episodes ago, and I kept forgetting to include it because it was uh, buried in some email. And quite frankly, I just, forgotten and i, I just apologize. admit that you hate him in particular no he's one of my favorites because he he sends it via email although this time he had to send it to discord to be like geeky just Please. ask the question geeky why are you um, ignoring me yeah 
Um, I am not, but I did by accident. Uh, first of all, he said, thanks for the raft channel, Seaguard. Oh, yeah, the um, channel in the Parley House. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he did say, you didn't mention it last episode, which was a couple episodes ago at this point, but the Cutlass ships are getting gold standards this year. Check August's roadmap. This, as the dev mentioned in Spectrum, might mean a toilet for the Cutlass Black. Here's hoping. Um, unless unless there's a little terminal that you hook up your spacesuit to and you just use that. Ah, like, okay, countermeasures. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, it's not flak, it's flatulent. Uh, <laughs> uh, his question, however, was... Uh, they did live gameplay of one planet and the 400i in Pyro, but they didn't really show the jump point this time at all. I know there is an old video of it, but since they didn't really show the actual jump point again, do you guys think they're maybe rethinking the whole mechanic with jump points? Should it just be enter a portal to get there or in itself be a hard mini game for travel um, to traverse the jump point? Uh, what do you think, Cody? Hmm. Huh. I mean, I, I'm. No, I think the reason they didn't show it is because they just wanted to cut the fat from all the presentation. It's like we already seen the jump point. Mm-hmm. Now, what's what's going on in the system itself? And so they just cut straight to we're going into a planet. Here's the cloud tag. Here's the new ship. Uh, we're going to show off the settlements. There's just a. They just wanted to show off more. Uh, just different things. Right. Something oh, more so concrete. A, yeah. Yeah. Something they've actually been working on more. Maybe jump points are already just like, yeah, this will work for now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, plus the jump point for the last Citizen Con was not technically a real jump point. Yeah. I mean, it, they navigated through it like one. It behaved like a real one, but it was coded for Citizen Con as a visualization of what they're intending to do. So, um, it's not really, it wasn't really a jump point, jump point. And my guess would be they just didn't want to have to do it again. Um, I don't think they're changing jump points uh, that would give Carrick owners a lot of, uh, they'd be pretty upset as they're supposed to be mapping said jump points. Mm-hmm. In addition to other things, it's not the only reason that Carrick exists, folks. There wouldn't be a vehicle bay. Uh, in a hangar bay, if that was the only reason it exists, but it is a big thing that it does better than a lot of other ships. Uh, Skeletor202 says, once players are able to use capital ships, what purpose would they have in the game, and would it even be worth using? Cody, what do you think about oh, capital ships in game? Absolutely. I mean, people tend to forget, like, since we're where we're at in the development, it's very bare bones. And so just the thought of a capital ship in game right now is like, uh, what are we going to, you know, do a, <laughs> uh, what is it called? A nine tails nest thing or what? Mm. This is very limited. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Think of flying into a vandal system with a javelin you're going to be toe to toe with these giant vandal capital ships. Like there's going to be a lot of PVE content where you're probably going to need, you know, a bunch of javelins or, or a Pegasus or, you know, a bunch of Idris ships. That's just think of long term. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I agree with you, and I think I think a lot of people always I, not always, but I think a lot of people think about the PvP elements of the game. You know, there are things that are going to be illegal still. Granted, if you have a capital ship in Pyro and you're a pirate, you could you could control and and sort of you know deny people access to something but it's going to cost you a lot of money so if you're going to use a capital ship for that type of purpose oh yeah it's not necessarily it really better be something extremely valuable remember the controversy with the 890 jump when it first released how much the fuel cost was oh my goodness it yeah. was like a million auec yeah or something like that <laughs> And then, yeah. I mean, there's also a show of strength, right? Like, in some respects, like the 890 jump, if you're not using it for, um, you know, bringing NPCs around the verse. Yeah, if you're not flying or, Jeff Bezos around, you're not really using it, right? Yeah, it's it's not really. I mean, sure, you can use it as your own party boat or it is a good place to, like, have org meetings or retreats and you could do that, but you probably need to be a pretty wealthy org in order to do that. It's not going to be cheap to operate and run. Um, and especially with the, even with the NPCs, you're going to have to hire a lot of crew, you know, it has like, how many crew is it? Is it eight? Uh, not enough. There's not enough passenger, <laughs> um, passenger rooms and there's not enough crew rooms, at least to, uh, what was that? That video when the the eight ninety oh, first came out, the Gatsby was, video. Yeah, like there's hundreds of people in the sh- No, that's not an app. Yeah, I'm sorry. that seemed just like a party, yeah. maybe short term thing. But yeah, a hundred percent like that. There's only one, two, three, four, five staterooms. If you're taking the the sort of like not the penthouse, but like the captain's or owner's uh, suite. Yeah. for guests um then there's only five staterooms and that's assuming that npcs are two to stateroom then you know it's 10 people on a giant luxury yacht it feels like they should try and squeeze in a couple more rooms but it seems yeah. hard who knows maybe they will <laughs> um but yeah i think they will definitely have a purpose in the game um and then you asked, uh, what if scenario, if CG, oh, if yeah. CIG could only add one more shipper vehicle to the total roster, concept included, what should it be? Yeah, like um, um, if, you know, development for ships is like, we can't add any more. This is going to be the final ship. What? Yeah, what should it be? Like, is there a class that we're missing in concept? that we desperately need in order to make star citizen work. I know that's a loaded question, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So you're, you're referencing, all right, they're scrapping the concepts after this. Mm-hmm. It's only one more. So whether it's in concept or, or wholly unimagined, one more ship can get added that hasn't been added so far. Yeah. I mean, I personally think, the liberator liberator no but we don't have a repair ship either exactly. in game so <laughs> oh uh well 
we'll include the concepts will also be added. But is there oh. a ship after the concepts that we actually need in order to make Star Citizen work? I don't think there's anything missing necessarily. If anything, things are missing in terms of the diversity of how many options you have available to do it. Like the pioneers, the only construction platform so far, um, you know, there's limited, um, ships that you can actually sell from. There's two. Uh, although I, I almost feel like those two are probably plenty, uh, in terms of like, not necessarily dedicated exploration, but dedicated science ships. I'm only familiar with the Sen and the Endeavor. And that's only with the right modules, of course, for the Endeavor. But mm-hmm. are there any other science ships? The others are more exploration focused. Uh, you can venture to say a Carrick module will probably accommodate for science, but that still only makes three. I bet I'm missing one. I'm sorry, whoever owns the one that I'm forgetting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of if there's another one. Yeah, It's let's, not like uh, a 300i. Let's expand this question to anyone that's listening to this episode. Because <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's like, too loaded of a question for just the host. We need the top 100%. minds on this. We need Nick on this because he, he knows 100%. everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's the question of the week, folks, since Seagar's not here anyway. Um, it'll be Cody's question of the week. W- what do you think, Cody? Is there anything missing? Um, we need a... <laughs> huh. We need a... <laughs> we need a capital... Uh, I'm just trying to think of the dumbest thing right now. <laughs> we need a capital <laughs> ground vehicle that... <laughs> refuels specifically reliant sends and endeavors but that's it there you go that's my (laughs) that sounds like your kind of vehicle yeah um and then last but not least tavo wanted to know are you staging armor food water and other items in your inventory at each of the stations you work out of uh i don't i'm don't know if you've had the chance to do that but are you or are you, are you thinking about doing that? Um, I mean, it seems like a good idea. I always make sure I have um, oxy pens and and um, food on me. I, honestly, OK, when I play the game, I'm like the like the Radagast, the brown, crazy, homeless wizard <laughs> guy. Like I'm all I do is fly around under the surface of planets and search for things and harass players. And that crazy. I like role play as <laughs> characters and you know, I think you've heard me before trying to get people to eat these mushrooms. Yep. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. That's like 90% of my gameplay. <laughs> eat these mushrooms. Yes. The prophecy. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. The prophecy. Um, yeah, I haven't done that yet. I mean, I've done it by like, oh, I'm on a station and I'm buying extra stuff so that I have it here if I respawn. Um, But for the most part, if I need something, I'm going to the station anyway and I can pick it up there. And there's rarely anything I need that I haven't stored on my ship or that I won't loot. I, I think long term, yes, I'll probably have, you know, little caches of things other places. But 
you also have to remember that storage right now isn't coming at a cost. But in the future, you're either renting storage at a cargo center or you're renting a hab where you're storing things. So having those things now aren't really, it's not really priming you for long-term behavior. Um, the difference being, I think, in the future, you can more reasonably rely on your ship not necessarily blowing up if you're flying a bigger ship. And like, for instance, for me, I will feel more safe fully um, loading up my Carrick with things because I don't think I'll explode from accidentally hitting something. I'll damage my ship instead. Um, so, yeah, I guess ultimately I think the place of storage will be your personal hangar and the ship and any other places that you rent. Um, so I haven't been doing that. Also, I just don't want to take the time to do it. <laughs> yeah. It takes a lot of time. Oh yeah. Um, so, uh, that wraps up. Oh wait, uh, all don't of... we have, oh, I think ahead. we have one more. Are you losing my mind? Did I not copy that? It just came in at six forty-seven PM my time, which is 45 minutes ago. Oh, oh! So while we've been recording, yep, just see, because I don't read them from the dis, I don't read them from the Discord. I um, I actually paste them into a. Oh. I have a little a little script, but thank you for calling it out. You want me to read it so, for you? Uh, no, I I, I uh, okay. pulled it open. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, are you losing my mind? Asked. How do you all make enough money? to get enough for a ship. It seems like I end up spending money as often as I make it because I die at least two to three times a play session and I need to replace all my essentials, med pens, weapons, ammo, even buying the cheapest stuff. It seems I spend almost as much as I take in and it can take days to just get to a hundred K. How do you make your money, Cody? Uh, I know I that's probably a, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had more than 300k ever in oh, wow. the whole development of Star Citizen. Yeah, I never. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am insane. I I can't hold wow. a job in Star Citizen. I am too insane for that. Well, you've got all that wanderlust and just sort of like flying around, looking yeah. at stuff. It's I'm weird. Exploring you. Yeah, I, I get the most satisfaction out of the game when I'm climbing a mountain and the winds like pushing my character and making him do those cool locomotions and what's it oh, called? Nice. Those animations. Yeah. And then I get to the top, like the like, takedown type things or the, yeah. The force reactions. That's exactly. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Like, um, yeah, I'll like it when they're, <laughs> they seem more realistic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like my legs don't just stop moving and I fall right on my face. Yeah. Um, I don't make money. <laughs> yeah, I I do. Um, are you you? Sounds like you're trying to make your money through combat, which of course is going to make it more risky for you. Uh, I make my money two ways predominantly. Lately, I've been doing it by cargo hauling. The problem with cargo hauling is you need money to make money. So. You know, I think I spend somewhere around 400 grand or 300 grand to buy the cargo. 
and then I go fly it and sell it. It's a short loop um, between uh, Lathan and or um, Bezdek on um, Ariel to Hurston. And I buy uh, Laranite and Titanium to fill the rest of my hold. So I, I usually fill my Carrick with a combination of Laranite and Titanium. And every run that I make nets me somewhere... I never, I'm not good at keeping full track, like credit to credit, but it's somewhere in the 80 to 90 K. No, it's got to be like 50, 60 K range. Um, maybe a little bit more, maybe 75. Um, depending on how much the Laranite is available. If there's more Laranite available, it's somewhere upwards of a hundred K a run. It's a short run. It doesn't take very long. Um, I think I'm up to 1.8 million because I'm kind of leisurely about it. The other way is mining. Uh, mining is a good way to make money. You choose either a very um, profitable mineral that isn't quantanium, or if you want to make the big bucks but but spend more time looking for it, uh, you could do quantanium mining and make some good money. If you are looking for a way to do that and you don't want to do it, um, by yourself or you don't have the ship to do it by yourself uh, definitely uh, hit us up you could always join we always have a mining crews out our colleague our uh, crew member out in uh, parlay house flavius is almost always mining <laughs> check off mines a lot yeah. um, i will probably start mining again um, because the mining heads are expensive too so you you definitely might want to crew up. Um, a lot of people, Seaguard in particular, and and even myself, are more than happy to pull out a mole to crew um, because we like multi-crew gameplay, even if it's at a loss. Um, so whenever whenever you want to try and do something non-combat related, uh, you can do that. Also, if you want to do combat related, just do it in a group, and hopefully someone could heal you up. Um, I will say the NPCs are kill happy, so I feel like they just put two bullets in my head when I'm down anyway. Um, but yeah, that's my 20 cents. <laughs> uh, now that officially wraps us up. Uh, if you do have questions, comments, thoughts, feelings, um, you know, you want to say something for science tips or tricks, uh, answer our questions, ask us questions, uh, tell us the show sucks and you hate us. Uh, yeah, please, please, I hope you don't do that. Yeah, reach um, out to but... me on Twitter and harass me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, you can always email us at uh, someday checkoff will change it. Um, readcast at readcastsc at gmail.com. You could DM our Twitter handle at citizencastsc. You could submit a message through Anchor, uh, it's like a voice message. Uh, or you can also join us on CitizenCast Discord. There's a lot of sort of community there in addition to different sections to to do all of the things that we, we ask of you. Uh, and, of course, you could also DM me uh, or any of the hosts uh, on Discord. As well as, last but not least, you can text or leave a voicemail at our Google Voice number, 646-783-8154. If you are out there looking for that crew, looking to join a group of people, whether it's more formally in an org or whether it's more loosely in a community, 
check out Parlay House. Links are in the show notes. It is a neutral zone where players of all kinds can hang out and socialize and enjoy playing the best damn base sim there is. Um, so uh, links can be found in the show notes. Also, uh, check out friends of the show, fellow content creators. Uh, we have a couple of YouTubers out here, Earth and Snorkel. And of course, Cody, uh, we'd love for people to listen to your music. Can you tell folks, um, obviously the information is found in the show notes, but anything more about sort of your inspiration for the music or, or what, what what's obviously besides, I keep saying obvious, today I've said obviously not just on the show, but in my office, I probably said it about a thousand times. And every time I say, it, I want to hit myself. Uh, can you, <laughs> I want to self injure. Can you um, tell us a little bit more about what, what's been inspiring you to create the music? You know, you, you've written quite a few pieces so far that are really interesting and, and, you know, exciting to hear what, you know, what makes you say one day, you know what, I want to write this or, you know, uh, Nubkins deserves a theme song, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Hmm. It's Is a it good you question. come up with the song and then you just <laughs> name it or, um, there's usually some intention there. I, if I usually don't get in, inspired for a song until I'm not thinking about writing music, which is weird. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I um, get it. Yeah. It just comes to me randomly. And then I try my very best to put it down into a mm -hmm. notation. And I maybe get like 50% of what I originally wanted. And that, yeah, I spend too much time on it. And I say, hey, it's time to release this. I don't got, I don't got any more time to work on this one in particular. And that's, mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you're hearing. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, it sounds fantastic for something that you're like, I just don't have time to work on this anymore. Um, but that's, that, that just goes to show you how much time and effort you're putting into it when you, when you write it and create it the first time around. Um, well, thank you again, Cody, for joining us this week or joining me this week and really saving an episode of the podcast because uh, certain somebodies are uh, together in real life today. Um, and uh, I got a message from them right before recording. Well, I didn't never heard from Chekhov, but from Seaguard, who doesn't fugue state us, he uh, was like, yeah, unfortunately, we just left. Um from having drinks and I'm not going to be able to record. <laughs> so some people in the podcast have their druthers about not recording when they're not sober. Um, it's not my fault. I started sober and then didn't stay that way. <laughs> well, it is my fault, but <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. Uh, so yeah, hopefully they'll be back next week. Um, when Seaguard's back in, in Florida, but uh, thanks again, Cody really appreciate no having you here. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and that, dear friends, wraps up another episode of Citizen Cast. Thank you, fellow citizens, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Hey, let's talk over the outro. Like, uh, oh, tradition. of course. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yeah, that's does. the new meme. That's the Citizen Cast meme. I hope it. Uh, <laughs> 
make it a thing. The funny part, I, you know, I, I can't tell. I, I haven't looked at the metrics in a while for this, but I don't know if, if ever since we started doing this, if people listen all the way to the end. I, I have a funny feeling we're getting more people all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, hey, Calibri's here. Hey, Calibri, say hi to Gigi. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Calibri. I can't really hear you, but... Oh, yeah, I have my headset on. Yeah, but... <laughs> we're about to wrap up. Uh, all right, then. <laughs> hey, we still managed to do two hours almost. An hour wow. and 45 minutes. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. Ooh, that gives me chills.